tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Don Blank. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Don. Excited to be here with confirmation. God of War Ragnarok coming this year. Despite your constant protests, it's not coming out this year. It's coming out this year. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. I'll do a year and just continually... I'll continually <laughs> say up until Is the <laughs> week that it's releasing. Is it though? All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll do your... Be a nice change of pace. Yeah, I'll do your part <laughs> for once, so... Um, of course, the trophy cabinet this week. Platinum forgot a war of Ragnarok releasing in 2022. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. So last week, uh, amongst all of the rumors and stuff that we've been talking about on weeks on end of when and where God of War Ragnarok will get a release date, if it'll get a release date, is it still coming this year? Oh no, what's happening? Dropped it straight in the PlayStation blog, as they, uh, as the, uh, the leaks suggested, so it just got pushed a couple days, apparently, so I don't know why this, it got pushed a couple days, but... Yeah, I'm mixed feelings about this. First question, why did it get pushed? Mm. Solely Second, so that, why solely would you do so it this could way? Go, Fuck you, Jason Schreier. Fuck you, other leakers. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But now it seems like, you know, they cave to, like, all the people, like, b- being upset about it, the news not being released. You know? It's like, we're getting all this hate. Quickly, let's put out the release date to so we can stop it. You know? Which then leads to these people feeling empowered that, you know, these type of actions result in these kind of this news being released, you know? I mean, they were always going to put out the release date, I guess, so. But so soon, and, like, in this way. It's kind of disappointing, but. Yeah, it is a, um. In a way, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird way. I mean, it's just a release. At the end of the day, the thing is, it's just a release date. It's, uh, as much as we're like, it should have been a grander yeah. affair. It's just a release date. It's fine. Like, the thing is, for, for movies and stuff, like, when they announce, like, Star Wars stuff, they're just like, comes out this date. That's oh, not true. Yeah, they do. They just not like, all the time. Most of the time. Most of the time, you find out a big movie. No, there's some big, you know, Comic Con Hall H. Here's our plan for the next twenty years, and then they change all the which dates. Is probably going to happen in like three. And they change all the probably. dates. Yeah, changing the dates to announcing <laughs> the date. <laughs> that doesn't count to the real date that's happening. It's the initial announced date. Initial release. James Bond. Which I guess they did do, technically, with the announcement. It was coming in 2022, so. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still going to get a state of play eventually. And I would yeah. feel it'll be a God of War-focused state of play where they do a 15-minute gameplay rundown, which is what they've done previously for things like Horizon or whatever. So, mm. yeah. They're just obviously not at the stage they want to do that. So, instead, we got the release date. And in case you have missed the release date somehow, uh, November 9th. PS5 and PS4 as well, in case people keep forgetting the PS4 part. But November 9th. Yep. How do you feel about that release date? Good. Seems well spaced out. To, it, it makes sense. Like we said, it was probably going to be November based on The Last of Us Part 1 being in September. So a good end of the year. Strong. If, if it does end up coming out, which I'm pretty sure it will, like strong first party year for PlayStation this year. So. Does it make a uh, game of the year cutoffs? I think it does, right? I, th- I would assume so. Yeah. Do you think that factored into <laughs> the release date at all? Probably not. Um, I would say it does. Yeah, I, th- I think Sony cares about that stuff. I, d- yeah. I don't know if other studios would care, but I think Sony actually would. 
Because as much as we- But in like, a year where Elden Ring is out and everybody's like, Elden Ring is going to be game of the year, do you- What? But do, do you reckon, you're saying they don't feel confident that God of War can beat Elden Ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may feel confident it could beat Elden Ring, I mean. If you don't Maybe feel if you don't feel confident in your game, then you know. Then yeah. who, who, why why would you think other people are going to vote for it? So yeah, um, I mean they don't pull like TV shows or movies from being released to for award season stuff, but yeah, I think they do. No, like they'll move the date so it's closer to award yeah. season, but they won't move it like a full year to be compete in a different year. Well, not a full year, but I mean. I reckon if the if it was like we can we have to release it in we've got choice between November or December. I guarantee they're pushing for November so they can get it in the award season. Yeah, because if you're going to release it in December, you might as well release it in February at that point. Yeah, for these big games, that's what I think. Like if they were like, hey, the the earliest we can have it done, December sixteenth. Just delay it. Just put out yep. February. <laughs> like, don't even bother. Yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't win Game of the Year, I assume it'll take home, like, Best Narrative or Best Direction or something like that. It will take home awards this season, probably. I, I, I th- It probably will, based on the, the pedigree of the last title. Assuming it lives up to the first game, yes. Yes. Do, does everyone care about that? No. But I do think that Sony does. I, 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 yeah. I do believe that Sony would like Jeff Keighley's... Game of the Year award on the God of War game. Winner of mm-hmm. three game awards or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I think it does help. It it, it takes two sales. Did go up. So. Seven million copies, I believe. Yeah, the other day they, uh, they said The other so. day announced, Kieran. So. Which is impressive because they give away half the game. <laughs> That's true. Imagine how many they'd have. They'd have double that if they had to make people buy the twice. So. Good guy, Joseph Ferris. There you go. Good guy. Leaving 7 million sales on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that. So did you see the Apex Legends story this week for the esports thing? No? No, I don't think I did. There was like a funny, the, there was having like an esports competition for Apex and um, I can't remember what team, but they came over like a cliff or whatever and they spotted a player and the, the captain of the team's like, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. He's obviously disconnected because he's just standing there, like not moving at all. So instead of like, Shooting him and helping get it like an, an easy win, good sportsmanship. Uh, he chose they chose the to to leave him alone until the player reconnected. Even though it's like a two million dollar competition, so okay, yeah, everyone was like saying how you know good guy, good guy sort of thing. But yeah, what it, happened? It was a nice yeah. story. So there's a lot of bad esports stories. It was a nice. Uh, it was it was it was you know. Sportsmanship. What, what happened? Did he come back into the game and win it all? Or uh, no, I can't remember who won the whole thing, but like that team, uh, they did qualify for the next round of the competition. Whereas if they'd been wiped what out. What about the dude who disconnected? No, that's what I mean. Like they, w- they came back and they qualified for the next round. Oh, okay. Yeah, whereas if the, that team had shot them. Probably not. Probably not. So, But did the team that did the good thing get back? Yeah, they, they qualified as well. So both, okay, like good. it's a, It all worked out well then. It all worked out, yeah, because it's, it's the Apex tournaments are usually multi rounds. Like, uh, oh, it's okay. point based. Like, so they'll do like multiple matches, and then based on your positioning, you'll get points, and then at the end of the tournament, there's a winner, sort of thing. So, um, so we didn't get a, a, a gameplay trailer. We didn't even get a in game 
trailer, any like a, a major story trailer. You we basically like a, got an anime. We got a TV spot. We got a TV spot. Yeah. So they're like, see, they're calling it a CG trailer. I think TV spot's probably the, the correct terminology for what we want. I mean, it's a pretty sweet CG like TV spot. Like if you saw yeah, that in the cool. ad, if, if they showed this in the cinema or something, it'd be like, that's pretty badass. Obviously, it just has Kratos fighting a bunch of dudes. Atreus comes in fighting a bunch of dudes. And then there's some monologue about working together. You're not alone. And then they look up at a, a big wolf um, off this, which I believe is supposed to be like a, what's her name? Finia, Finia. I believe. Yeah. I know, is it? I believe that's the correct name. I can't remember the name. But anyway, it's like, yeah. So I don't know if you're going to be fighting a giant wolf in the game, but I mean, you might. <laughs> Fenrir, who mythologically, who is uh, in Norse mythology, the son of Loki. So, I mean, that's interesting. Mm. So maybe you'd fight a giant wolf, I don't know. You fought, a, you fought a fucking dragon in the first one or whatever. So Several. Several. So. Spoiler. Um, yep. then we got the announcement of two collector's editions and a digital collector's editions. I'm not going to run down everything. The main thing is, is you've got a collector's edition, which is, uh, the ch- going to end up being the cheaper one. We don't have prices yet because they they don't actually go up for pre-order until, till the 15th this Friday, this Friday. Yeah. Australia time. And EB doesn't even have like prices available yet, but I would say, so the collector's edition. Do we edition- know who's getting which, co- like. We should have both. No, but like sometimes they're exclu- each one's exclusive to a certain store. No, there was no talk of exclusive. There's no news. It's just yeah. It's just pick your poison. So the collector's Hopefully. edition should be the cheaper of the two. They both come with the main thing that people want though, which is the 16 inch replica of Mew Mew. Um, and then you've got uh, a steel book with no game in it. Which yeah, is- can we touch? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I understand why it's coming with a digital code. Mm-hmm. It's because you sell a console that does not have a disk drive. Mm-hmm. But then why the steelbook? Yeah. This is a, this is the thing. I just it. sell two editions of the game. Yeah. Of the collector's edition. I don't know. Or at the like at the EB, let me trade in that digital code for a physical copy of the game so I can put it in the steelbook. This the, the, yeah, this is the part I don't get. If if the, if the like I don't know what the cost is. The, obviously, there's a manufacturing cost for the disc part. So if you want to if you want to yeah. allow that, if you want to charge the people an extra ten bucks or whatever for the collector's edition, where the steelbook has a steelbook with a with a disc and everything, it's ten bucks more. And then there's a all digital PlayStation Five owners copy where it doesn't have a steelbook, and instead it has like something else of similar value and if hardcore collectors out there want to buy both you're never going to stop that however at least then it's like the people who have discs have a fucking disc <laughs> you know because <laughs> we're talking about this the other night on stream twitch.tv slash explosion network right they um as someone who likes steelbooks the mm. idea of owning a steelbook in which it doesn't have the disc even if i don't plan on using said disc don't plan on watching the movie. Don't plan on playing the game. I've just brought this as a collector's item. To me, that's an incomplete object. In- incomplete object. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. It's just a case. It's just a case. Without the game or the disc or the movie or whatever inside, it is not. You don't own. Like you've got it. You've got a case. You don't have a steelbook. You don't actually have a complete product. Mm. If this was me, and I don't think I'm going to pre-order this because I don't think I will. I don't think I care that much. 
But like, if I were buying this, I would end up buying the fucking game, maybe down the line, maybe a pre-owned copy, solely to get the disc to put in the case. Because it would annoy me too much. Is yep. where I'm at on this. So, what else we got here? So, the collector's edition. So, what we're saying is don't put steelbooks in your collector's editions if you're giving away a digital code. No. Put that money towards something else. Spend that digital, that steelbook money on some other trinket or cut the cost. Yeah, just, just do it. It does if, make sense. If you're going to make a steelbook, make it a. Put the disc or in the it. The physical disc. Put the fucking disc in it or don't make the steelbook. Make a steelbook for the actual disc version. <laughs> Because if you want to, if you, you want to Third make collector's a, edition. you know how sometimes I'll have like a hundred and fifty dollar like collector's editions where it's just the steelbook edition. It's like an extra thirty bucks. Then the base game yep. comes with maybe a DLC code for like a fucking armor and like a, a for whatever book. stuff. They That's get it. Like nothing away, yeah. super fancy. Have that. Have these collector's editions, and then the people would buy the collector's editions for the hammer and whatever. And I guarantee a bunch of people would buy the steelbook editions anyway, yep. just to get the the, the actual steelbook. The steelbook. So, yeah. Um, what else we got? Collector's Edition, you get like two carvings, you get a, a die set, uh, and then you get a bunch of DLC codes for other stuff like, I don't know, stuff, mm. stuff. And then you've got the, how do you say it? Yontair? Yontair? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's right. edition. Um, so the the differences for this one and why it's going to be a bit, li- bit little bit more expensive than the other one is it's got a seven inch vinyl with music by Bear McCreary. Uh, two tracks because it's only a seven-inch vinyl, of course. It comes with a falcon, bear, and wolf pin set. So it says here, this is this is why I'm confused now. The falcon, bear, and wolf pin set represents Fay, Kratos, and Atreus. So now go over this yeah. in the video, and I forgot about this. So is I know they're fighting a wolf, but they're also saying that the wolf is Atreus. I don't know. Um, yeah. You've got a legendary... Like I said, <laughs> Fenrir myth- canonically the son of Loki, so... Yeah. It's just confusing. I don't know how that... But anyway. Um, yep. Legendary drop, drop, drop near, drop, drop near wing. Anyway, it's a ring from Norse mythology. Uh, you've got a different dice set and then you've got a... See, that's the thing I just noticed reading this article. Mm. The dice sets are different. They are different, For each yes. collector's issue. Yes. So, Paul James, you're going to have to buy both. Yes. Well, I mean, there is actually enough differences between them. Like, and then you've got a clock. No, I think that's the only thing. No, 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 no. No, like, that's the only thing in that's uh, exclusive to the collector's edition that's not in the other one. Oh, right. Yes. The, yeah. di- the dice is different. Yes. yes. The dice yes. Is, is different. So. Yes. So, you do have to You buy need to get both so you can co- get all the yes. items. Um, oh. And then you've got a Yugsdale, Yugsdale, how do you say it? Cloth map. Shows in nine realms, etc. And uh, everything else is the same. You've got the, the carvings and whatever else. Although, if, yes. I, if I'm guessing, 500 bucks for that, 350 yep. for the collector's edition. Yeah, probably. I'm good in that case. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm going to guess. If it, if it, if they've somehow made it like two hundred dollar mark, might put some money down. Two hundred dollars for the collector's edition. Yeah, maybe. I reckon it'll be better if it's a, if it, if they manage to get that shit at two hundred. It'll be. I reckon, I'm going to say it's 
still close to 250 or something. Because in the video, there's an unboxing video on PlayStation Channel, and they, they make, it's hard to tell if they're just like overselling it, but they make sure to tell, talk about how hefty that hammer is. That hammer is? And yeah. how good quality it is, so. Apparently it ain't cheap. Uh, for you people who don't like physical stuff, there is a digital deluxe edition of the game as well. Uh, doesn't come with a steelbook. <laughs> Even though apparently you can give away steelbooks with digital codes. So this is fucked. They should mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> they should mail you a steelbook. Yeah. <laughs> it's outrageous. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think... It I'll does be- come with a PlayStation 4 theme, though. So, I mean, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they all do. So, I mean, it's not that exclusive. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll be pre-ordering anything, but I'm intrigued to see what the prices are, so. Yep. Find out Friday, or before. I don't know. EB Games mind mounts Thursday. Hey, don't forget, they're going up at 9am 9, 9 for all you crazy motherfuckers. Or bots. No, they'll probably be sold out very quickly, so I mean, set your alarms. Yeah, they'll, they'll sell out. I think it's 10am Friday, so. They'll sell Australian out in minutes. They'll time. sell out in minutes. Yep. When do you reckon we get the Girl of War State to play next month? Uh, yeah, I'd assume so. When, do you think we're going to go to The Last of Us Part 1 state of play? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, eh? Yeah. So, Last, <laughs> last of Us... But they could do that this month, and then go to War next month. They maybe. could. There's still time in this month. Or... Or is it more likely that we get a Last of Us 1 either this month or next month, prior to The Last of Us... And then they won't do the last of a state of play. Uh, the God of War state of play until like a couple weeks after, like say mid September, like after Last of Us is released. Yeah, that's possible. Because Last of Us is like, September well, like 9th. I said, it could like be hey, here's a make good for Jeff Keighley at Gamescom. Here's some God of War gameplay footage. Mm. And then um, God of War's release date dropped. Uh, soon following that, Square Enix delayed Full Spoken. They were like, nope. <laughs> I feel like 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> they got the fuck out of there. They got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> um, so, of course, the game was originally delayed from May until October, and now it's going to release on January 24th, 2023. The funniest part of this is that in a message said on Twitter where they talked about uh, why they delayed it, they said, as it, they said, quote, that it was as a result of ongoing discussion with key partners that they'd made the uh, strategic decision to move the launch of Forspoken. Um, the ongoing discussion with key partners is the funny part to me for this. Like, do they literally mean Sony was like, hello, Square Enix, um, God of War's coming out in uh, early November. You might want to move your game. And they were like, good idea. Peace out. Like, is that... Li- <laughs> Um, I think so. Like, it's not just... I'm sure it wasn't just God of War, but, like, uh, you know, Square Enix does themselves have a bunch of games coming out towards the end of the year, so... Mm. um, You know, whether it's Square Enix going, yeah, maybe we should move this for, like, financial reasons. Like... um, What was the original release date? October... Uh, it was like 19th or something, I think. Something like October 19th. So around that mark, you've got Gotham Knights coming out. You've got Plague, Take, Plague Tale Requiem, Mario Rabbids, uh, 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's pretty stacked month. Mm. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, plant your flag in January and hope for the best again. And hope, like, smooth out any other <laughs> issues you might potentially have. But uh, well, the thing was, they also made sure to mention that the game is done. And they're, they're literally just yeah. in the, the, the smoothing out, like, bug fixing and whatever else, like, phase. Which is... It's kind of good because it means that hopefully if they were having to crunch to fix it, now they can just like take the <laughs> take the time and get it done in uh, appropriate hours to, to get the game yep. done. I mean, the other interesting thing, it's been moved to three days before Dead Space is set to release on. Yeah, I, I so, think that's fine. Dead Space, I don't think there's much crossover. So no, yeah. I, I mean, there's 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 going to be like the small amount Nobody's of crossover. Nobody's going to play it after everybody's played Callisto Protocol. <laughs> they won't have had their fill. Maybe. Like, wow, we don't. Why do we want this genre to come back? <laughs> It's like saying if someone goes watching a horror movie one week, they don't want to watch another horror movie again the next week. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't see him binge watching horror movies whenever That's why I'm only one horror movie is released in October. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Why don't they release more horror movies in October anyway? It's fucking dumb. Driving up the wall. I'm like, oh, Halloween, let's get the scares on there. Like, you know what's out? The Minions or some random shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> um, PlayStation did uh, an indie blog post day thing wait can i just ask one more question yeah when do you think do you think this affects the release date of crisis core no no i don't give a fuck but that that game's a a remake of a a fucking psp game who cares do you don't think it's one of the the big titles that square enix wants to make lots of money off no okay (laughs) i think that i think the amount of money that's gone into making that is nothing compared to the amount of money that's gone into like forspoken or the new Final Fantasy game or anything like that. Like, mm. I'm not going to say it's, like, obviously work went into it, but I just don't feel like it's at all within the same range. So you reckon it's after or before Forspoken? Crisis Core? Mm-hmm. It's out later this year. Well, it's winter, so. I reckon it's or out. somewhere in town, so. Yeah, I reckon it's out later this year. Okay. I can just put it out this year. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, first. So yeah, PlayStation did one of the things with like, hey, throughout the day we're gonna like post up a bunch of blog post stuff. Um IGN did a collected article here, I'm just gonna run down through stuff. Uh it was there like just a bunch of indie games, some announcements and stuff coming to PlayStation that um some stuff that wasn't it was just like, Hey, by the way, Cold and Lamb, I'm like, Yeah, I know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm at this stage I don't need a I'm I'm good. Like <laughs> you got anything new here? No? Okay, Cold and Lamb, we're still looking forward to it, cool. Um, so you got Sea of Stars coming to PS4 and PS5. It's a retro-inspired RPG. Um, what IGN writes alongside that from the Messenger developers, right? What developers of the Messenger? Yes, uh, Sabotage Studio. Yeah. I can't remember when we saw this. We saw it at some other thing at some point when they announced it. I can't remember where yeah. though. Um, but it looks cool. It looks cool. So it's coming to PlayStation. It does. A lot of this is just confirmation that these games are coming to PlayStation. So. Not much. Which like, is good. Yeah, which is good. Because next one is uh, Shim, uh, which we saw. Uh, Wholesome Direct? It's no. It was that, uh, or maybe it was Day of the Devs. I think it was, yeah. yeah Day maybe of the Day Devs. Of the Devs. That sounds right. Um, so it's a, a game in which you Listen, play. Listen, if you're sh- going to do these announcement like articles, can you please list the places that it's been? <laughs> no, because I can't be fucked doing that either. 
Uh, but it's a game, I think it was dated episode, but it's a game in which you play as a shadow. Um, it's like a puzzle platforming. I don't know. It's not really platforming. I guess. It's like a puzzle yep. game. Uh, but you play as like a shadow and you're going to traverse through other shadows. So that involved, like in the trailer, they, they was watched before. Uh, it's like, it starts very simple. And then you have things that's like, oh, a cat's jumping across this gap. So you got to like time your jump in time with the cat. So you can jump into the cat shadow and then like complete the gap and, Stuff like that. It has a really cool, um, obviously minimalistic art style and everything. Um, I'm keen for this, so it's good to know that's actually coming to uh, PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And then they've got here again, Cold Lamb's Coming. That's cool. Uh, Signalis, apparently a PS1 retro sci-fi horror game uh, coming October 27th. Uh, it, yeah, basically it's like very much inspired by the Resident, Resident Evil. So if a PS1-ish throwback game sounds like your idea ideal horror game look forward to that then you've got q games announced that the tomorrow children phoenix edition will launch on september 6th this of course if you don't haven't caught up with all the tomorrow children stuff it's just really weird but it is a re-release of the lost 2016 ps4 game uh, but apparently it's not just a remake it's a it's going to add a whole bunch of new stuff and change up gameplay things and whatever else uh but yeah the tomorrow children uh was a game that came out and it was really like got a lot of PlayStation time in the lead up to release on PS3, like in blog posts and events and whatever else. And then it sort of just died and disappeared. And, um, but now it's the, the game's coming out again. And the, as IGN writes here, tomorrow children has removed all reliance on external servers. So it can't be lost. Like the original version was, this means it can also be played offline with comrade. AI to control the other characters. But yeah, so that's a weird one, but, uh, Curse to Golf releases in August. Confirms the game is coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, the game is set in Golf Purgatory, where you play as a recently deceived would-be golf champion who must work their way through an ever-changing 18-hole course in an attempt to resurrect themselves. Uh, this game looks cool, so I'm keen, um, glad yeah. it's coming to, to PlayStation. Um, it's got, uh, what was that? The Golf Wasteland? Yeah, Golf Wasteland or whatever, yeah. It's kind of like that, except a little bit more puzzly, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and with a little bit of a darker humor. I don't know, <laughs> like, because you're dead, I guess. Uh, Inscription is coming to PS4 and PS5. So, of course, one of last year's indie darlings, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, the PlayStation version will make special use of the DualShock slash DualSense controller with RGB, uh, RGB lights mimicking the on-screen lighting and talking card Starot's voice being projected out of the controller speaker, so... Um, if you haven't played Inscription and you were saving it to play it on PlayStation, uh, it's coming out some point. <laughs> some point. <laughs> Maybe this year. I'd assume surely. It's a it's a port. Surely this year. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's an indie rundown for you from PlayStation. Some cool stuff in there. <clears throat> then we got some studio acquisition news that popped off, uh, I think this morning as of recording, or last night, I yep. can't remember. One of the two. But PlayStation officially acquires Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. DualShock uh, writes, as announced by PlayStation in a recent tweet, the agreement to acquire Haven Studios has now been finalized, officially making them a first-party team under the brand's umbrella. Haven Studios is a new team, yet to release a game, but is led by Jade Raymond, who is best known for working as a producer on early Assassin's Creed and Watchdog games. She later moved to Ubisoft to Google Stadia, but after those internal teams were, went belly up, she decided to create her own studio in Montreal, Quebec. Haven, which was quickly courted by PlayStation. Uh, so, yeah, not much to go over here other than, like, it's official. 
PlayStation picks up another studio. PlayStation continues a trend of just buy, mostly buying studios that are either have nothing, have done very little, but have talent or tech or something that they're um, putting their their bets on, rather than Xbox's sort of opposite play, which is buy the biggest and most well known uh, studios and whatever else. So. Uh, that's cool. Hopefully, Jade again gets to release a game sometime <laughs> in the in the future. That would be the the best case scenario I feel for this because she hasn't released a game for like fifteen years, probably. I don't even think that's exaggeration. She left Ubisoft, I assume. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, quick note on Horizon Forbidden West new update as verbal VR um, support and a couple other bits here. So. Uh, Variable refresh rate and high refresh rate support has now been added to the game. Uh, you've got uh, a new mode that actually draw uh, what do they call it new balance graphic mode. So forty hertz support, but it still lets you have the the ray tracing and all that sort of stuff. You got to have a HDMI two point one TV, of course, and there's a bunch of bug fixing in it and whatever else and stuff like that. But if you've been holding out on playing because you wanted to play it with VR. Because you're a hardcore nerd. There you go. Time to play Horizon. And then finally this week, The Last of Us PS5 uh, remake, whatever they call it. Last of Us Part 1. Uh, so there's a bit of an interesting, two interesting stories. One I forgot to grab here, but I'll bring it up in a second. But the first one here from Push Square, they write, there's been plenty of discussion about whether The Last of Us Part 1, the upcoming remake of Naughty Dog Seminole Survival Horror, is necessary. This discussion perhaps hasn't been helped by side-by-side comparisons of the PS3's original pre-rendered cutscenes against the PS5 version real-time cutscenes. We're yet to see gameplay, of course, which is where the true differences will emerge. But cinematic animator Robert... Morrison, who contributed to the project and has since moved to Sony Bend, has refuted claims that the game is just a quote-unquote crash grab. He said, quote, Actually, it's the most meticulously built and crafted project I've ever seen or been of in part in my entire career. The highest level of care and attention to detail possible. Uh, quote. Morrison has also worked on games like God of War, Injustice 2, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. So that is high praise. Uh, and then to add on to this, I thought there was, I can't remember who it was, there was someone else that tweeted out from Naughty Dog uh, a day or two ago that there is the first game that they'd worked on with zero crunch. So that is good because Naughty yep. Dog, of course, well known for crunch. So um, two little bits there. So yeah, what, what, do you, what do you make of all this discussion of, you know, uh, the game not being necessary, cash grab, uh, milking the Last of Us franchise dry, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then the people from Naughty Dog, like this guy, refuting it, saying that it's actually like a uh, a big project for, and it's not a cash grab and whatever else. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. It's easy to say it from the outset, uh, outside, I guess. It won't be until we actually play it that, you know, we'll have more of an idea whether it's just them cashing in or not it feels like they wanted to create something that makes it it match up more to last of us part two um and obviously like from a from like a works like state is like it definitely isn't like hey we're just gonna you know update the graphics and that's it it sounds like they've actually put in a lot of effort and this is something that's been in the works for a while um yeah, I, I guess it makes sense from that standpoint. And also, you know, we obviously had Last of Us Part 
one last of us remastered at the start of the ps4 generation i feel like which helped obviously the development of other games as they got used to using the ps5 tech uh, or ps4 tech after coming from the ps3 i feel like that's a similar in that regard it's a similar project where it's like hey we'll just put do a project that's like not we don't have to do a bunch of uh like creative work on we can just figure out how to use this technology to its limit and you know that's probably the driving force behind a project like this i um i don't think it's like i think that the comparison shots when you look at it compared to original ps3 great i think it's if you'd say they look anything alike you need to get glasses because they they look wholly different but the stuff it's a whole different art style really The thing I'm most interested in, though, is the gameplay. Like, that's where I'll be like... Because currently, based on what we know, I don't think I need to play this. Having, like, replayed the game only just before the release of Part 2. I mean, that was a couple years ago now, basically. (laughs) But still, it it feels recent enough for me. The the thing that'll make me want to play it, though, is how has the gameplay been updated? Have the enemy encounters changed? Have they like updated the AI of the enemy so those encounters feel different? Have there been some game like uh, general pacing changes because there's a lot of stuff that you know stuff introduced to sort of hide loading screens and stuff like that. You know, like how like how much has actually changed in the the general game gameplay part? That's the I think that's the big selling point. Like I, I don't think it is a cash grab, but it's it's for me it's a matter of do I do I personally need to to play this or not or does someone who played this recently like need to play this or not um so yeah that state of play coming sometime soon yeah. is what i need yeah <laughs> is what but I need. it's good that it will be available for people you know going forward mm. yeah so i guess they can play it on whatever they want mm-hmm. um someone in the comments here says they don't think it's a cash grab but they think it's a vanity project which i mean I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can say that's a negative thing, but I don't like. Sure, I, mean, I don't feel like that's just... <laughs> could be. I mean, is like any isn't any remaster or remake like or, yeah. yeah remaster of Vanity Project? I guess yeah. That's the thing. Like they they know it's a good game. They know it's like their best game, the the game that's made Naughty Dog what they are today. So them as a studio wanting to redo their make sure it's like make sure their current standards yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like if you want to call that a vanity project i'm like sure whatever i think the other thing when i think about it like all these accessibility options that they included in ps2 uh, part two mm. will be added to part one you would assume you would assume which means mm. which means this game will be playable to players who maybe couldn't, couldn't play, play part one yeah it's true so yeah Gotta wonder how much of that Last of Us Two stuff, yeah. Hopefully, like that is uh, is brought over. You would assume that entire suite would have been been possible to bring across. Yeah, I'm gonna hope. I'm not gonna assume. I'm gonna hope because it wasn't. Big, it wasn't like, hey, let's just get as many features in as, as we can. It's like it was the actual devs wanting to put that stuff in. So I assumed they would want to bring all that same stuff to part one. Yeah, it would be weird if they didn't because I feel like every Sony really Sony big release now it has like plenty of accessibility features um god of war they've already talked about them and they haven't even shown gameplay so yeah <laughs> you know 
They're like, here's how accessible the game is. Or how's the game play? Dunno. <laughs> mm. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Let us know any comments or questions concerns you have. If you're going to be picking up any of the God of War collector's editions and whatever else, uh, tweet at us, join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you like the episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page, explosionnetwork.com slash support. Until next week, remember, every treasure counts. <laughs> <laughs>